Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Hello, welcome to Catharsis. I'm Tiff Stevenson, full-time comedian, part-time massively unqualified therapist. For this podcast only, each week I talk to a guest about small things that irritate them or pet peeves also old wounds that maybe need a little bit of healing we dive into a topical gripe and a historical beef to see if we can provide some insight but mainly some catharsis you can sweat the small stuff with me this week i am joined by comedian author and success story sarah pasco very excited to be joined by sarah um, and before we get into her gripes, I just want to have a little gripe of my own. And that is the assumption from people and online, this could be a very online thing, that good looking or hot people have good ethics and good takes. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm seeing this a lot at the moment. See, I've known for a long time that good looking doesn't necessarily mean good morals. Like a lot of the hot 90s dudes that I fancy turned out to be Trump voters like Antonio Sabato Jr Scott Bio, Dean Kane, Superman mm. Superman is like a Trump guy and the Calvin Klein underpants model and now Twitter seems to be swarming with like hot girls in bikini pics saying outrageous stuff what is with that? Why, do, why are people thinking that good looking equals moral? It's always happened what's really annoying is like even with juries they let like good looking murderers off <laughs> And stuff like that. I think it's basic evolution. And it's like a miswiring thing that we're like, I like looking at that person. So I think I like listening to that person or I would trust them to look after my dog. (laughs) And yeah, you're very wrong. Eve Babbitts talks about beauty privilege in Eve's Hollywood. And it's great. What she says is the possessors of beauty are reticent about their privileges or act as though it was luck that the cop didn't give them a ticket or that it was a nice man who let them through customs without having to wait in line. Beauty, unlike money, seems unable to focus on the source of the power. Even talent knows they are special and why they're invited. Mm, Amazing. I went to university with a very beautiful woman called Rachel and um, we were telling her once that, you know, people aren't nice in shops. They're nice to you because you're (laughs) stunning. Because she just went around the world 
and thought everyone was lovely because people lit up <laughs> like yes. hello how can, like, how can I help you what do you need how's your day and so I think if you're less attractive it probably does relate to your grumpiness level because people aren't pleased to see you and they don't care that you're there that you're just another lump you know <laughs> and so just yeah the be- human a flesh lump another yeah. flesh another flesh lump has yeah, come in just, here oh, it's another potato face and then um and so that's it you can't you can't judge your privilege because you're always seeing how people respond to you you know that 30 rock episode where john ham tina Fey is trying to show john ham <laughs> like so he's like a tennis coach you can't play tennis <laughs> and then people's like do you do lessons because yeah and I, I think this is the thing about privilege though all privileges are quite hard if that's the only thing you've experienced and you do have to be open to like, oh, okay, I have to gauge it. And so beautiful people, we do need to take them down a peg or two. Yeah, yeah. And look, I think we're attractive people, but we know we know when we see otherworldly, it's almost like an alien life form of beauty that exists in the world that is yeah. like ethereal and, and uh, yeah. So we just, they need to know, good looking doesn't equal good opinions. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> This is the section of the podcast we like to call Old Grudges, which is one of your personal gripes, someone from the past. It could be childhood, it could be school, it could be a work situation where you felt like it didn't go down the way you wanted it to and you're holding on to some residual Mm. annoyance about it. So tell me. Right, okay. So this isn't a person and it is historical, but it's also ongoing. And this is, you know when you have like wasted emotion, the anger I feel about this thing on a daily basis and the way I'm haunted by previous times it has happened is toxic in my life right okay (laughs) because I am irritated about how irritated I am but my um my grievance here is with um the neediness of corporations and companies and shops who email me wanting (laughs) my time (laughs) wanting my time my feedback they want me to do a quiz for them um I unsubscribing from lists that then send you an email going sorry to see you go when the thing I just said was don't ever send me an email ever again (laughs) tick a box explain why I don't have time I just and then the the fact that the audacity they go oh if you ever want to come back stop emailing me and so certain companies annoy me there's there's one several years ago I bought my dog I think it was in lockdown you know, it's a lonely time. <laughs> I bought him a fish. Oh, I've got one of those. Yeah, like the flappy fish. Yes. Right. And this company emailed me so much. They're like, oh, you've got your fish. How's it going? It's like, I've got a life. I'm not going to email you. Like, yeah, he likes it. He played with it twice. And then they did an email, which was like, hi, I'm Derek, the CEO of Flobby Fish. <laughs> I was like, don't brag about your work. And, and why are you emailing me? And then how, how did we do? How did we do? The We're not picture. on first name terms, Derek. Yeah. But then, yeah, companies who say, how did we do? when you bought something from them and now I've got to spend my time going, yeah, it came, I'm wearing it. <laughs> Leave me alone now. It costs £15. You don't get to have a month of my... No, I feel... we're not pen pals yes. because i got a T-shirt, Marks and Spencers. Leave me alone. I feel this so viscerally because I've had to, in shops now, when they go, should we email you the receipt? <gasps> yeah. And I'm like, please don't email it to yeah. me because I can't, I now, I just can't get my work emails. Yeah. I can't see anything that yeah. I actually need to attend to because I'm flooded. Yeah. Also, someone, because I had a place in America mm. a couple of years ago, someone has managed to get my email address there and is yeah. using it to subscribe uh, to everything. Yeah. So I'm just being spammed relentlessly yeah. now. 
Yeah. Um, are, you I, on, are you on Google Mail? Yeah. Because I think Google Mail is allowing people in America to have the same email address. Because I've got someone, but I know who she is because sometimes I get sent her shifts. Right. Um, so she's uh, an exercise instructor. And sometimes I'll be like, your class starts in 35 <laughs> minutes. And But the same thing, like I knew when she had her car done because I got the email to say like what her, it had cost for her to fix her car. So I think Gmail is doing something where they let people have a dot or something which means that sometimes that you get I don't someone think, else's emails i get that i don't think mine can be because all of mine say yeah and i'm genuinely yes. serious dear lashonda wow so that is yes. definitely not oh it's definitely it's not, never, that's, it's, that's not like a weird spelling <laughs> tiffany yeah. all right okay so someone well, unless, unless tiffany's her middle name which could be yes, the case yeah, and then yeah. she's she's yeah. lashonda stevenson mm. So it might be it might be that so she yeah. might have done it in her first name yeah. so that could be maybe she changed her first name when she got married yes. so Tiffany's <laughs> her maiden first name okay I just get them relentlessly and it's stuff like your loan's been approved it's so spammy and I'm yeah. like I don't know what to do about this but I feel that I feel like the chumminess of corporations mm. um you know the idea as well I suppose that to expand this a bit further that they, they sort of jump on causes and stuff and it yeah. sort of feels mad but that's the other thing because they have your email address attaching it to certain things obviously there's big ones like valentine's day or like mother's day and father's day and sometimes it's very inappropriate for people but then it's just like everything it's like today's secretary week yeah yeah all <laughs> yeah. things that are really political like black history month which is you know hugely serious and weighty yeah. and like you can get two for the price of what a papa john's <laughs> yes yeah, yeah it feels i did i think marks and spencers maybe had the sense to go actually if mother's day is difficult yeah, for you you, you can opt out because we are going to send mm. a bunch of so at least they gave you forewarning but the chances are that you're going to see that forewarning but then it's another it's still email admin. it's still it's that's still what admin. i mean and then yeah you go just take me off the system that's what i think uh, I feel bad when I email people who've opted into my mailing list. Yeah, yeah, and you website. can understand what it's like. It's the wrong day. That was the wrong tone. Shut up. You know, like people used to when I was growing up, put a little sign by the door going "No leaflets" because you get so many leaflets advertising through the door. That's what I feel like with emails. Is you should be able to say, "No, I don't want any." Yeah. I don't want to wake up and go, oh, I've got 17 emails. Maybe someone's offered me a job. Nope. <laughs> it's just loads of feedback requests and spam. That's exactly what it is. Like, like email used to be the sort of hopeful place for job offers. Yeah. And now it is just, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. How did I do? How did it, we've We've sent you. I have one from the car company. Like, we've sent you your statement yeah for this month and then it's like how did we do at sending you your statement yeah. so we've yeah. sent you the admin and the paperwork now exactly what you're saying yeah oh it's so annoying how do we fix it it should be like illegal for them to send i know they changed all of this recently like the data yeah. protection act mm. and stuff like that was recently updated but it should be like against the rules to like send emails every day i think you should be able day. to register with stuff how stressed you are like you should be able to put in here's my cortisol level don't bother me <laughs> don't bother me because I, f- I feel overwhelmed already and then there's other days you know if i've meditated yeah fine and i'll just delete the email yeah <laughs> but I, because that's what i think it's related to it's the of course i haven't got time to fill out your bloody quiz about how what i thought of the the vest or the car journey like it, it's that's the, that's the problem i'm already 
teetering on the edge of not coping. Yeah. 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 So don't give me more, don't add to my things to do lists. Yeah, yeah. Don't push me into rage because I'm immediately moved. That's yes. the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. I was already stressed out and now you want something from me. And, and that's what's annoying about it is when the straw that broke the camel's back is Mr. Floppyfish. The CEO, <laughs> Derek, sends in me a message because that, that's not, that's not that's not the correct amount of emotion. It's like that shouldn't be making me sob. And I tried to write stand up about it and I realised, you know, there's certain topics that are so hacky or they feel like they've been done to death even if they haven't. But like saying to the audience, Hey, don't you hate it when a company emails you after you've said you don't want any more emails? And people are like, Yeah, but I can't get emotional about it. It's like okay, I had too much emotion. <laughs> if you're a company or a small business or whatever, you know, um, and we buy your product and stuff. We're more likely to buy again if you don't harass us. Yeah. If you're a bit chill, that we sort yeah. of vote with our wallets on that. Because yeah. you go, I'm not going to buy from there again if they relentlessly... No, don't want to go down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> Trousers I once bought. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Topical cream. This section of the podcast, we attempt to apply some balm to a stingy news story that's got you all head up. It doesn't have to be something this week. It could be something in the last six months. What's going on that's got you raging? Well, Chelsea Handler, professional comedian, did a very funny video about like a day in the life of a childless woman. It was just very tongue in cheek. It was like getting up at six. Remember, you don't have any kids to take to school, taking an edible, <laughs> masturbating, going back to bed. She can time travel because she's so light with so little responsibilities. Like it's all jokes is what you'd expect from a comic. And it's not facetious. Um, I, I don't think it in any way attacks parents, mothers of any variety. It's quite silly making fun of the fact, you know, you have time, you have time, the most incredible, precious resource in the world. And um, these these hosts, now I'm obviously not American, so I don't watch a lot of right-wing American shows, but they're male right-wing show hosts, have come out sort of with this vitriol against her and have been so insulting, like saying that she looks miserable and saying like this uh, trying too hard to convince that she doesn't want kids which is not the tone of the thing at all i understand that you know you can be defensive about something it is a, it isn't a defensive sketch and um and then basically saying stuff about her withered old womb and just like really and it's nasty because they think they're being nasty to her but what i hear is i mean it's very misogynistic to older women in general and then 
to older women who've had the audacity to say I'm happy without having children because they've just said basically what they all say is you're not yeah because you're not fulfilling what a woman's duty is yeah and um very basic essentialism that says that that's the only reason that women are here and it's and it's and it's really annoying when you watch someone who's making a joke be misinterpreted intentionally i mean they're intelligent men i say um they know it's a joke they're choosing to take it literally to say things to their and how would you like it if we did that with everything that you say yes exactly you know in a in an attempt to be funny or in an attempt to enrage because the hosts aren't attempting to be funny they are just attacking they're attacking her and so and 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 that the debate of and it shouldn't be a debate but women or adults having to be defensive about their life choices regarding children and that and if they're in the public eye that being a public discussion that what your decision was and that you're fine or happy etc yeah it's just really icky really icky yeah and it it kind of speaks to so there's a few things here there's um the right from a man somewhere to think that he has any kind of sway or knows a woman's mind Mm. better than the woman in question yeah and she's never said she's never on stage i think she's always openly in her stand-up talked about not wanting kids Mm. she might have even done this out of a slightly i'm making it very funny but like why do I have to? Yeah. Why do I have to justify it? It's that kind of thing of like childless versus child free. Yes, yeah. Like the language that we mm. use around it. That's but you know, a few years ago there was a pushback to kind of go. Can we say child free because yeah. childless sounds like the the default is you yes. should be having them yeah. and you you're didn't manage something. to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're lacking. You're you're without. Sometimes a woman who just knows her own mind doesn't. I, I found this to be the case with like certain men mm. that knows her own mind that doesn't want you to find her attractive and doesn't want to fuck you mm. that's like the scariest thing for some men yeah like a woman who doesn't care yeah do you i, I don't care though i don't mm. care that you think i'm old i don't care that you mm. think i'm barren i don't care that you find me attractive i don't care and they're like no no no. you have to care yeah because otherwise how do we have the power if you yeah. don't care about this stuff how do we have the power and that is terrifying to some men like the idea that like if you want to have kids have kids that's great that's your sort of personal choice that's what i think that's what upsets me about it is that because that's such a personal thing and for many people such a sensitive thing yes these men sort of coming in with those clog shoes they think they're attacking one person but actually they're pressing down on something that's already culturally been too far the other way we haven't had enough space to talk about people who choose not to have children or not having children and the benefits and the enjoyability of life which isn't attacking people who've chosen to have them even though children are you know destroying the planet because it's more humans (laughs) more humans um so I mean, I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm an environmentally conscious stepmother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. yeah. Well, but I did have a child, but I'm going. He's not going to school. He's going to um, carbon offset himself. He's, yeah, he's, there plant, you go. he's planting trees until he's 16. <laughs> so, so it is. It is a. It is um When it's men talking about it as well, I think men having no understanding of the the t- like. I remember Sarah Silverman saying this, particularly when it's around female comics. I always mm. sort of feel this. Obviously, we feel it on a very visceral level because we're in a job where we have to travel. And I do think as well, lots of people are just generally, 
I saw a tweet the other day going, is anyone in their 30s having kids? I feel like no one is because mm. we can't afford them. Mm. And it's expensive to have kids. And it's suspe- it's it's even harder if you're in a job where you're self-employed mm-hmm. and you don't know where the income's coming in or none of it's yeah. guaranteed. Or, and it's actively going to lose you the ability to work. So, so that, And that's the thing with your self-employed. For a portion of time, you won't be able to work, which means you are you're definitely going to lose income. Yeah. Yeah, and so you need someone, let alone if you are, lots of us have partners who are also in the same industry and we're all just sort of self-employed. So it's always doing, it's always going to be a risk. It's always a bit of a dance as to how that's going to work. But I remember Sarah Silverman saying a great thing years ago of like, listen, would I love to be, I see lots of male comics specifically in their 40s and 50s just having kids and then just carrying on or even in their 30s, you know. And she was like, I would love to do that, but I, but I can't. It's impossible for me to be able to go out on the road, like, you know, be fun Bobby is the description that she sort Mm. of used. Like, fun dad, you know, and I'm here and I'm not here. And she was like, women don't sort of have that option. It's such a weird thing, but, um, and I didn't realise it till I had a child, as in it wasn't something I was aware of. But if you are in a heterosexual couple and you're the man who goes out to work, whether you're working in the day or the night, like we do, um, and you're leaving your child with your with their mum, you are so free because they are with the safest person that they love most in the world. You're liberated. When you are that person leaving to go to work, you are always leaving them with someone who's not as good as looking after them as you are. Yeah. And, there, and there's either the dangers of stranger or family or people not doing things the way that you would do them. So you don't have that peace of mind. Yes. It's, it's, you, you, you take the worry with you, even sometimes when they're with their dad and even if they're a brilliant dad... You don't have that like, woohoo, I'm free. I don't have to worry. They're with mummy because you're mummy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's still not in the narrative how like many more blended families there are, for yes, example, yeah. you know, or um, non-bio is the term that's which makes me sound like a washing powder. Yeah. I don't enjoy that. Yes. But you know, like how families are just, families are sort of different now. So the idea, it feels like it's harking back to a we can't control the women if the yes. women make their own decisions about yeah, their bodies. If they have freedom. And, but do you know what? That control doesn't stop with someone having a baby. So the idea that there's this judgment and there's all this conversation around Chelsea Handler because she's not choosing mm. to have, because she's choosing not to have kids. The idea that if she had them, that the judgment mm. and the discussion would stop, it doesn't. And that is, then, then pregnant women get unsolicited advice yeah. by the, you know, the famously in my show a couple of years ago i i witnessed like wound bothering in a starbucks where a guy mm. wouldn't serve a woman a coffee when she was pregnant yeah. you know and i was like this is some 20 something barista in it that thinks he knows better than this woman who's pregnant my sister-in-law's pregnant at the moment she was like oh people are like you need to do this you need to do that and she's like it's not my first one and i was like even if it was your first <laughs> yeah. one yeah you know your own body so the judgment and the discussion doesn't stop then it's a, are you breastfeeding? Are you not breastfeeding? Yeah. We're going to tell you what you should be doing with your pregnant body, even though it's not us in it. Yeah. And yeah, that's for men and women as well. But I also think that links back to why people, certain people would be affronted by a woman finding joy in the space she has from not having children. It's like, it's, oh, so we don't have collective ownership over your body. You've said, my body's mine. I do whatever I want with it. And and the exact opposite happens. There is a, there is a, it's a common experience that when you are pregnant, 
or yeah, trying to conceive or then having a baby, that's a suddenly collective. We all get input. Yes, we yeah. all get to have a oh, say. Um, it's my turn to have my feedback. Okay, so <laughs> you're not doing enough yoga. And, yeah. My cousin said this brilliant thing, which was very freeing to me a few years ago. She was like, and she has two kids. My cousin Jane, she's like 10 years older than me. She's very wise. And she sort of said, listen, if you have them, it will be amazing. If you don't have them, it will also be amazing. Mm. Your life will be amazing. And that's just a really sort of freeing thing to hear, to kind of go, you can choose to have a beautiful life. Yeah. No matter which way you do it. Yeah. I think for such a long time, and also I think it can be relatives, not even like society as a whole, but just older relatives, you know, you'll you know you'll you'll miss out you'll never know love like it like this sort of fear of missing out thing it's so important to have the balance of you will you may lack for absolutely nothing like enrichment of life is lots and lots of different paths and I guess that does sort of that is disruptive to the status quo because it isn't like you must do this it's like you have so many options open to you now that's how young women should feel yes yeah yeah Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Unpopular opinions. We all have them. So, Sarah, I'd like you to tell me something that you love that everyone else hates or vice versa. Mm. Right. I think this is going to make me unpopular and I have to swallow (laughs) what I want to respond. And Tiff, I I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not on this. I hate it on Instagram when people ask where I got my clothes. Right. I hate it. I hate it because they often don't read the situation that you're posting about. Yeah, sometimes Instagram is someone going, I'm going out tonight. You know, the Comedy Awards was recently. My whole feed was people going at the Comedy Awards. And I feel like if someone's put a picture of them up in their outfit, they might have tagged their dress because you you don't want people to ask you. Sometimes you tag things that people still ask you. So that's a subsection of my (laughs) hatred for this, is they don't even know to click on the photo. Um, But if you wear something on TV... Uh, they just message you and especially if you've got done something with lots of episodes you know mock the week yeah what's your t- where's your shirt from mock the week okay number one i've not been on that show for eight years so you're watching repeat <laughs> on day and you're gonna have to narrow it down for me and also you definitely can't get it you can't get it anymore it was yet. either from like new look 12 years ago or second hand or yeah you just can't get it um and why should I tell you, stop copying me. That's what I have. I, ha- I have this real like school reaction. Like, don't get the same top as me. Like, I got that top because like, I wanted to look different from other people, not the same. And But there's, yeah, sometimes with Instagram, there's a real uh, deafness. Like, my friend Carrie had works in grief, and um, she was posting about something. It was an anniversary of a, of a, a loved one dying. And so it was a post about how some years... You know, it's massive, you see it coming, and then the day itself is fine. And other times, it sort of creeps up on you and surprises you. And then sometimes you have this surprisingly good year, and then sometimes... Anyway, so it was a post about... It was really sharing how it feels years on from losing someone, how she felt that day. And the first comment was, where'd you get your top from? And the second one... The second one was, I love your bedroom wallpaper. Where's your bedroom wallpaper from? And I thought, "This this this is my problem with it, is it treats people like shops. And sometimes people are shops. Sometimes people are trying to get free stuff, especially what we do. Sometimes people are like, have borrowed a dress, recommend this company. My friend is making jewellery. But then there's this expectation that the rest of the time is like, where did you get it? Where did you get it? Where did you get it? And it's like, 
And and so I have all of these. This is why I think it makes me popular. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to tell people because it's expensive. So their yeah. reaction is, I just, they're six hundred pounds. Yeah, sorry, that's why I wasn't going to get my Mew Mew shoes. <laughs> that's why I'm not an advert for designer stuff. Sometimes mummy gets a treat, okay? <laughs> and, and, and so you don't want to say like. And then other times it's because it is second hand or someone lent it to you or. And you don't want to have to, in the, again, it's the admin, it's like the other email saying, I don't want to be on my phone all the time. I especially don't want to be on Instagram all the time. Put, go in, top shop, top shop, top shop, top shop, <laughs> advertising a bad shop, you know. Oh, and then that's the other thing. You get So if you do tag something, then what you get is, oh, did you not, you either they're not, either they're ethical and that means they're expensive or they're not ethical, which means that they're affordable, which means that other people will then say, and also then, that's the whole thing with like, you know, we talk about fast fashion, fashion in general. If if Instagram is a shop and everyone you're allowed to go, where do you get your tights from? Where are your shoes from? Where's your wallpaper from? You're just encouraging more commercialism. You're encouraging people to shop more, which is what we're not, not supposed to be doing, what we're all aware of. Yes. Yeah. Trying to... So I tag things quite a lot for that reason. Yeah. And even when I tag it, then people still ask me. Yeah. And, so, and that makes me want to go... Go fuck yourself, Susan. <laughs> like, do you know what? The fact that I've had to waste three... Again, it's my cortisol's too high. Well, I've had to waste three seconds of my day reading your stupid comment. I don't want to be on Instagram. I definitely don't want to be explaining to you what tagging is. <laughs> there is a thing of, like, reading the room, but I feel like a lot of people on, on Instagram can't read the room. But they they aren't reading anything, because it's, yeah. it's pictures. And I guess that's why I think it might be... I, I keep telling myself that you only the internet makes you hate people because you only see the worst of people so yes someone's not reading what the post is about and going should i ask where the top's from they're just yeah. going oh, i like that top and also sometimes they're not actually going to go out and get that top they're just interested oh, where's that shop What's yes that? yeah What's that? i do love fashion and i do sometimes i'm probably i don't think i've done it on people's posts of like where's that from it's really hard to control how people respond to that like i had a panic attack the other day i think at your show mm. because ashling was like oh I love that coating like where's that from mm. and I was like you like secondhand stuff it's, yes. not, it's from yeah. Golden Goose yeah <laughs> and yeah. it was stupid money yes. like you say yeah, sometimes yeah. I think I'd done a corporate mm. oh actually no tell a lie Paul had bought it for me for my but my husband had yes. bought it for me for my birthday like an early birthday present so yeah. I was like yeah like I I that is one of the reasons why you sometimes don't tag a thing or someone will go I love that you know bag or whatever and it is the odd thing that you've got that you go this is my designer piece but I've also got stuff from charity shops and I also mix stuff up yeah and also the reason me having this isn't to make you feel bad that you haven't got it and none of this would have started if you hadn't asked where it was from (laughs) because actually in a way I'm like this is your fault I didn't say go back through my Instagram find my 40th birthday party and ask me where my dress is from yeah because you're going to be annoyed (laughs) yeah that's the thing when I find when I've worn stuff on tv what people want to know is I can get it now and it's less than 50 quid. Right. That's what they want from people to have stuff on TV. They yes. don't... They... Essentially, you're going, is it from Zara yeah, or Mango? Yes. Yeah. Can I, go, can I go onto eBay, put in Zara cat shirt and find it? Yes. yes. A general Instagram thing that is for ages is that what Instagram has a lot of people doing is like activism and narcissism at the same time. Mm. So this is where like, so someone like not, getting the tone of a post is because Instagram is also full of people going, here's a naked picture of me for gun control. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you're like, or dance, dance, oh, here's dancing, me. wiggling, dancing, <laughs> wiggling, pointing, going, always look before you cross the road. 
Yes. It's like you just wanted to show what a nice bum you have. Just it's fine yeah, to just go. It's I've fine. Got just a nice say it, bum. and that's what I don't yeah. mind. I like one of my things is like by all means, you know, like it was like Kim Kardashian did a naked selfie on International Women's Day. It was like Happy International Women's Day, ladies. I yeah. have nothing to wear, and everyone was like, Oh god. Yeah. Like if you want to do the nude selfie, just do yeah. it. Just don't link it to a thing that has worth when it's for your own personal. That's what's so weird gain. about the the dead fish on the women that they do every year to make us realise that the seas are being overfished and is it naked women yeah. with dead fish yeah yeah cu- their bits are covered with dead fish <laughs> do you see this every year the evening standard always has it like front page Helen and Bonham Carter she's got like a carp on her tits and, and it's always like because that's what makes you look and inter- interact it's like I don't think a single fish was saved it looks like six fish were murdered actually <laughs> and draped across some very respectable talented women who I would actually listen to when they're wearing clothes yes yeah I don't need to see a muff halibut yeah no, thank you to, yeah. well also and, and I remember like because it was sort of again with the International Women's Day thing I suppose there was this kind of like loose link to feminism and I'm like if you have to ask yourself if it's feminist just look around and see if the men are doing it yeah because they're not getting their assholes out for Greenpeace no maybe we need to see not more even, testicles not even at Movember <laughs> and that would be quite fitting you know yes. get a prostate exam here's, yeah here's my delicious wax anus <laughs> Well, thank you for your unpopular opinion. Um, I agree with it. Oh, thank In you. part. Yes. Um, thank you for sharing that. I hope you feel better for getting it off your chest. Yeah. This is the section of the podcast we call Oryx, which was a prehistoric cattle. So it was a way of saying historic beef, Sarah. Ah. Uh, you know, we thought we were being very clever and then everyone goes, what's Oryx? Oryx. <laughs> So uh, this is the historical beef section, and this is where I bring a story. Sometimes it's a rivalry, sometimes it's a feud, and we sort of unpack it a bit. And this is about a magic trick. So this is an argument over the soaring a girl in half illusion. Mm-hmm. So in 1921, magicians Horace Golden and P.T. Selbit were locked in a legal battle over who owned the rights to perform soaring a girl in half illusion. Though each magician performed a different version of the trick, both were determined to prevent the other from using such a wildly successful illusion. In Selbit's version, the girl was completely enclosed inside the box. So you didn't know there was a girl inside the box, which was cut in two parts. Golden's version saw the feet and the head, which is the version that most of That's us... That's a better version, to yes. be fair. Yeah. I would let, if I was the other guy, I'd let the, the shit guy carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing head and feet. Everyone yeah. wants to see the head and feet. The head and feet prove that she's not dead from the soaring. Yes. If she's just in the box, you could have just murdered someone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, legal wrangling between two magicians went on for several years, but it really made no difference. By late 1921, dozens of magicians were performing their own versions of the trick. In fact, Thayer Manufacturing was marketing the blueprints for its version of the Soaring Illusion. Ironically, in 1921, Alexander printed these blueprints in his book, The Life and Mysteries of the Celebrated Dr. Q, making for a lively feud between Floyd Thayer and Alexander. In mid-1921, Charles Carter approached Horace Golden and offered him $500 for the right to perform the illusion in The Carter Show. Golden refused. Carter put it in his show anyway. Later, a letter to magician Will Goldston. Golden said Carter offered to buy the soaring in half. When I refused to sell it, he pinched it. Now, what I think is interesting about this, and I guess we can look at it in terms of creativity and art broadly, mm. is the is the idea of ownership, like someone truly owning an yeah, idea. IP, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, the old intellectual property. Now, I used to live with a magician, and this happens quite frequently in the magic world, um, they're just shared tricks, mm. they're shared illusions. And I guess it's a, 
it's how the trick is done which differentiates each individual magician mm. but also um shared like patter and jokes which sometimes might have come from comics yeah well that, that's the thing but when you think about music hall you would have had songs that lots of people it would be about how you performed a song you didn't expect anyone to have written it and then and yeah the same with jokes routines that used to be it's only now that we think oh stealing a joke is a really low thing to do it used to be very collective yes yeah yeah it would be the story and the version of so the aristocrats yeah is a perfect mm, example mm. of that isn't it that everyone has this version of a very grotesque story and then yeah. at the end they're supposed to be classy people they're mm. the aristocrats i wonder if it's different with a magic trick because you do have to actually make the apparatus so yeah. whether someone's seen that and gone there's an idea mm. i can make that better so the yes. head and feet guy has gone yeah perfected the idea and you can see that in stand-up quite a lot you can see someone's gone an idea and then someone's taken that and expanded it and made it greater or a concept it's always tempting to do i don't know if you have a gig with very very new people right but what when you see them badly you'll just quite often go fuck that's a good idea that is a good idea wasted on someone who's been doing stand-up six months (laughs) (laughs) and and obviously you can't just go home and go right I'll do the version of this. Yeah, I'll do the the head and feet version. (laughs) But you do sometimes go, oh, what an idea. I'm doing doing the head and feet of of some open spots. Yeah, Yeah. because because that's not how, and it would, if that had happened vice versa when we were new, we wouldn't have gone, oh yeah, that's what happens. Well, it it did. Mm. I think it did. I definitely had a couple of bits that I were like, were, were very... Key to, and then I heard someone doing versions of them early oh, doors, really? you know, yeah. just like jokes that I was like, no one sort of. I remember hearing like my well read joke go round Radio 4 by like, oh, really? at, by men as well, yeah. you know, and maybe lots of other people would come up with it. But mm. I remember doing my well read joke and people going, oh my God, that's such a good gag. Mm. Like, no one's, and it was very much, oh, that's my joke, yeah. you know. But if you're not known enough, someone can kind of change it and make it a bit different or I mean I do it with my own stuff I have over the last few years definitely gone back and looked through routines Mm. that I've done you know even in early Edinburgh shows or just early bits of stand-up whereas I I didn't have the skill to make that what I can make it now yeah I just had a good idea I had an interesting idea like years and years ago about why we should be mean to nerds mm. because we don't want them happy and married and having kids because yeah. we want technological advances uh, I see. yeah keep them miserable <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and I was recently looked at that and went I need to rework this and put Elon Musk in it uh-huh <laughs> yeah but what must be very frustrating if you're a magician is when you are the first person to do something people will come to your shows because they hear of it and it's the only place they can see it and if they've seen it three times before you've lost the wonder of oh wow i didn't know that that was possible yes and so it must be because with comics at least what you can do is you go well all jokes are jokes and you produce lots of them all the time you're always writing whereas with a trick especially if it's that's your big closer or something you yes. would you would actively go okay that person copying me is meaning is taking a chunk of my money is taking is, is creating a competition for my like my audience yes which would be so annoying if you were the person who came up with it yourself. And actually, it's really hard to prove it, because even as I'm saying about the well-read thing, like, and I definitely did, people like, I heard your mm, joke on the mm. radio, and I heard maybe someone had... I've just never heard yeah. anyone do that joke. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, someone else could have come up with mm. it? And like, you know, what if that was the case yeah. in 2000 and... 
five or six yeah yeah when we first started there's an episode of mock the week where they left it in and i think it's so fantastic mark watson isn't listening and he does the same joke as gary delaney after gary delaney does it <laughs> and it's but it's what is the reason it's so funny is because of how they all react to it because he just zoned out yeah and then obviously like looked down at his page and then did his joke <laughs> and it was such a good example of how comics sometimes their brains do work in the same formulaic way I'm not saying it's about your well-read joke but it can definitely happen where different brains go. You go, yeah. And, and when people talk about their joke being stolen in those contexts, you're like, I can see how the human brain put those two things together and that's the joke. Oh, I had yeah. one on Mock the Week and it was very frustrating for me because I felt like, and, and at this point, it was, I think it was on like my second Mock the Week. Mm. I had a joke in my show. I think it was in Along Came a Spider. So I did that in Edinburgh in 2009. Yeah. My first hour show in Edinburgh. And it was it was about uh, meeting Richard Dawkins mm-hmm. and giving him my climbing Mount Improbable, like a copy of his book to sign. And the joke was he wrote inside it, uh, "Dear Tiffany, uh, God bless Richard." Like so, the joke yes, was yeah, about. Yeah. And then I think so. It was a joke that I had in my show, mm. and I did it in like 2015 or something on Mock the Week on a yeah. unlikely greeting cards or oh, something, lovely, yeah. um, or or something. Un- Unlikely things a, a TV presenter mm. would say. And so I said something like, I've been Richard Dawkins, good night and God bless. Yeah. And everyone was like, you stole that joke off Holly Walsh. And I was like, <gasps> what? Oh, like, God. It's, it's such a horrible feeling being accused. It's such yeah. a horrible, I hate it so much. And like Holly had done like a year before, like, but I was like, mm. I knew that I had it in my show. So I knew I yeah. hadn't. So I was like, no, but yeah. I haven't. This was yes. in my show. Yeah. Now, whether or not I've been the first person to ever like put that in a stand-up yeah. show in 2009 yeah. but i was like holly did it on the show in like 2013 mm-hmm. or 2012 and i was like i did not steal this yeah. joke i, I didn't yeah, <laughs> when when i did stand up for the week um i did i there was a joke format that i thought was a format right so and it's that i don't come to where it's a heckle put down i don't yeah. come to where you work and slap the dicks out of your mouth yeah. i'd heard i'd had so many comics do it on the circuit so it was a, it was a wedding speech I was doing stand-up about a wedding speech, and it was a version of that, so it wasn't knock the dick out of your mouth, and it was something to the mother-in-law. Anyway, I had... And I got so upset because I just felt so bad, but um, it was like saying that that's a Jimmy Carr joke, and I realised that's probably where it originated. I might be wrong, but he was known for that. And right. now there's a woman now who's still is so angry about it that whenever <laughs> I do anything, like, I'll tweet, or like, oh, I'm on this show tonight, like, oh, I'm doing this thing, and she'll go, I hate what you're wearing, but at least you're doing your own material, like Jimmy Carr's words. <laughs> And she's still so furious, and I still feel so told off. Like, because even the idea that someone thinks you looked at someone else and went, "I'm just going to have it for myself, and it doesn't matter," or yeah. I think I can get away with it, when obviously, obviously, no one would. I think it's very, very rare that. Although I have had a comic once say to me, "Oh yeah, I've seen you do that," and I just it absorbed it. I yeah. won't do that again. Yeah. I must have just absorbed because yeah. I've definitely seen you do that. But I, I think it's very rare that someone's actively sitting down, going what can I steal? Yeah. Although I know that does happen in, in America. They have yes. like court cases yes. and stuff around yeah. it, you know, but it's more likely to have been someone's like, there's, there's sometimes collective consciousness and yeah. is it different enough? And then there's maybe they saw and forgot. I, I, I sometimes, I think it's, I, I would say, I would say 90% of the time or 85% of the time, it's not this nefarious, yeah. purposeful, you know, and we've all had sort of conversations where we sort of go, Oh yeah, I've got a, 
mm. bit about that or I've got yeah. a bit similar to that just so Someone you know. Someone in touch going, oh, yeah, or at the end of a gig going, oh, I'd really love to say, just so you know, I've also got a thing about like that yes. whole subject. Like, yeah. Angela Barnes and me both had a bit about Brazilian waxes that ended with a George Bush joke. And right. again, so it's a different, it's different, her, her, her joke was so funny and it was about how, think, think the same thing when I have a Brazilian wax from listening to Donald Trump. Um, Bush wasn't that bad, right? right so so, right. so it, was, it was very different to my one. Um, but essentially, it's like, yeah, Bush is a word for thing. Like, it just... Of course, you're yes. going to get there. Sometimes, yeah. And that's the hard thing about panel shows and stuff like that mm. as well, that it's like, it, with... with uh, that's Yeah, like you say, that's not Mark going... I'm going to copy Gary because that would yeah. be insane. Yeah. It's Mark going, I've arrived at the same joke and I'm yeah. not listening. Yeah, I'm not listening. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why with something like Mock the Week, I like to try and, or what I learned later on was to try and be in it as much as I can mm. because otherwise, and, and jump on the, the improvisation yeah, yeah. rather than going, oh, I need to think up 40 different funny yeah. lines for a news story that's happened yeah. this and week. Then, and then crowbar them in. Yeah. regardless of what anyone just said so like yeah the thing about post boxes <laughs> that was a fantastic historic beef I think it's got it got us into an interesting place before we wrap up I should ask you what you have to plug if you have anything to plug I know you're on tour so tell us about it yeah I'm on tour uh, until end of April in the UK all over the place Manchester Liverpool Southampton places like that and then I'm going to Australia to tour the show there so if you've got any listeners in Australia oh yes Melbourne, Adelaide Sydney, Canberra Perth and then New Zealand so go check out Sarah's website. That will have all the dates. I have to stress, the... I do know New Zealand isn't in Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just in case that really bothers someone that I'm like, all over Australia. <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah. Can you say Antipodean? Antipodean tour. All yeah. of that. Yeah, there we go. So check out Sarah on tour. I've been to see the show. It's very excellent. I will also be on tour from May. Check out tiffstevenson.co.uk because I've finally updated my website with tour dates. It hadn't been looked at since Brexit. So you can get all the tour dates on there come find me Uh, thanks for listening to Catharsis you can listen to other programmes from The Bugle including The Bugle Catharsis Tiny Revolutions Top Stories and The Gargle wherever you find your podcasts Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.